Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. Fowers buries it. Sends Ryan the wrong way. And Oman are back square once again. 2-2. That was a good effort, wasn't it, from Mitch Duke? But that... Unfortunately, is that for Australia and Jackson Irvine sums up the mood. Disappointing result. Now we went ahead uh, twice in the game. Uh, you know, obviously one nil and two one, and uh, you know we didn't capitalise on that. Still got a you know load of belief in the boys, and uh, at the end of the day, everything is still in, in our own hands. We have to win both games, and uh, you know with beating Japan and beating Saudi Arabia away, our goal difference is like an extra point. You know, as I just said to the boys, they've got to get themselves ready, go back to their clubs, work hard and come back in a great fashion. Yeah, look, the players are dead silent, but I just said to them, uh, you know, it's a little bit disappointed with the the sloppiness at times and and the physical side of things, but uh, overall, um, we've just got to get on with it. You know, pick yourselves up, get back to your clubs, work hard, get healthy, and, uh, you know, we look forward to the Japan game. Socceroos coach Graham Arnold after this morning's two-all draw with Oman. The Socceroos led twice, courtesy of goals to Jamie McLaren, Aaron Moy, and the voice you heard before that, just uh, as always, brilliantly capturing the mood of any footballing situation, is the voice of football in this country, Simon Hill, who is calling the game for Channel 10. Simon, thanks so much for joining us. I could hear it in your voice. You could hear it in Graham Arnold's, and we've heard it throughout the day since. That's a really, really disappointing night for the Socceroos, their third draw in four games. Yeah, Sam, it's uh, it's a punch in the guts, really. Uh, they should have won that game last night. But again, second half fade out sort of cost them, um, allowed Oman back into the game. And in fairness, you know, they, they were uh, fighting for their lives in qualification as well. They couldn't afford to lose that game. Um, but it's disappointing and it makes it very, very difficult now, at least to get the automatic top two spots. They, they can still qualify, of course, through the playoffs. Uh, but it makes it that much more difficult. And it's not out of the question they could still finish top two, but as Graham Arnold said, more than likely they're going to have to win both games. And against Japan, even though that one's at home, and particularly the trip to Saudi Arabia, it's very, very difficult, particularly on the strength of you know recent performances. Uh, they, they were decent against Vietnam, but again, that's, you know, that 25-minute period in the second half where they they dropped their level and Vietnam weren't quite good enough to take advantage of that. Oman were a level better and they proved it. And Japan and Saudi Arabia are a different level entirely. So it's, it's a tough one to swallow. Um, and obviously a, a real concern to football fans in this country that, you know, we might even miss out on a, on a finals for the first time since 2002. I hope that doesn't happen, um, but it's very much in the balance after last night. Well, and and having to go via that route as well, via the South American route, it's been the scene of some of our greatest tragedies and and greatest triumphs. So it's it's fraught, we know. Um, 
Simon, the fallout of this has been pretty dramatic and drastic. And um, Robbie Slater has been really strong in his criticism, saying that they're exactly where they deserve to be. The Socceroos, Mark Bosnich has called for Graham Arnold to be sacked. Mark Milligan, Luke Wilkshire, long-time Socceroos have um, chastised the Socceroos for what they perceived as a lack of desperation. Nobody's holding back at the moment. Yeah, and look, you know, obviously they're, they're guys who played at the very highest level. I have the ultimate respect for all of those opinions. Um, and this is the mark of a, a mature football nation that, that we're having these conversations. You know, with, the Socceroos are very much a, a loved team in this country. We've got used to being at World Cup finals and the prospect of us missing out hurts. Um, so, of course, there are going to be questions asked. And the Socceroos... Both players and coaching staff should expect nothing less. And it's the same with the Matildas that I know that we'll get onto as well. Um, so I think those conversations are good to have. Um, I don't know whether it's about desperation or efforts. I, I think, you know, quite often we, we simplify football into, into those um, tropes about, uh, well, they, they don't want it enough, they weren't hungry enough. I don't think that's the case. I, I think those players want to be at a World Cup finals as much as anybody else. You know, the, the thing that we have to remember in this country is that other countries also have desperation and desire. Mm. It's it's not a unique Australian quality, <laughs> although we seem to think it Don't is. Know, Simon, no. <laughs> um, yeah, well, I'm sorry, but it's the truth, you know. Everybody else has, has pride in their dare you? team no. and, and their country as well. So, uh, we, we've got to look a little bit deeper, and, and there are... In some ways, you know, it, it's a good conversation for us to be having because there are problems structurally with our game in this country that quite often don't get addressed uh, because we're not the number one sport in town. And quite often, the success of the Socceroos and the Matildas sort of, uh, you know, avert our gaze from those issues, but they're yeah. still there. And I've said this quite a few times today that, um, you know, the, the countries in Asia that, that we don't really take an awful lot of notice of, they're investing hugely in their football in their players, in their coaching, in their domestic leagues. And we're not. We're still running our sport on the smell of an oily rag. And this, again, you know, belief in, in, in our Aussie fighting spirit will see mm. us through. It's just rubbish. Um, you know, we, we've got to get with the program. We've got to realise what we're up against. And we've got to really uh, dig deep into the structural issues of the game in this country and try and fix them as best we can. You and I have spoken about this, and I spoke with Archie Thompson about it on air um, when we were doing a, a drive show together last week about, you know, the, where are those household names? And that's one side of the coin. But Vince Regari, in an article he wrote in the Sydney Morning Herald today, I want to read you this because I thought it was a really interesting thing. You talk about structure, and when it comes to on-field structure, he said, the Socceroos and Matildas play the same sort of way, direct, unsophisticated football dependent on crosses, set pieces, individual skill, pace, power, and passion over any collective strategy. It's a style that ruined, that runs completely contrary to the prevalent trends among successful teams across the world, and yet Australia persists with it at all levels. Sometimes it works, but when it doesn't, there is nothing. Yeah, look, it's, it's an interesting view. Um, I, I would concur with some of it, um, mm. certainly on recent evidence. You know, the, the, the problem was is that in 2018, where we had Andrew Postacoglu, who is widely recognised as the you know, the greatest Australian coach that ever drew breath, played a very, um, you know, structured style of football, a very modern brand of football. 
and we still struggle to get to a World Cup. <laughs> um, and, and, you know, the, the, the problem goes a, a bit deeper. We refer back to the golden generation an awful lot because they were the yes. best you know, group of players that we, we've ever had. Where did those players come from? How were they developed? Was it a once in a blue moon phenomenon? Are we putting in place the right structures at junior level and at A-League level uh, to develop those sorts of players and giving enough of them an opportunity? And I've made this point again a couple of times today. You know, our, our regional competition, we constantly look at England and Spain and South America in this country. That's not our backyard. Our backyard is Japan, Korea, Saudi Arabia. That's, what, that's our bread and butter. What are they doing with their football? Now, you look at Japan. They had a 100-year plan, and to be fair, they've got the money to implement it. They started off with the National League in 1993 with 10 teams in a single league structure. And that was pretty similar to you know, the A-League as it is at yeah. the moment. Now, in 2022, they've got three divisions with 57 professional football wow. clubs. Now, that's wow. an awful lot of opportunities for those young players to go and be professional footballers. Mm. We have 12 clubs. If, you, if you're not made it by the time you're 19, 20, you're back in semi-pro football. And that lessens the chances of our players being able to, you know, make it as pros. Or in the case of, and I'll give you one example, Kenny Dougal, who didn't make it at Brisbane Raw, they take a chance themselves and, you know, relocate overseas and see if they can make it. But, that, but that's a, you know, that's a very torturous route and a, a, a warm fraught with danger. So... That's what I mean about structures. And, and this is a conversation that could probably go on for about eight hours. But, you know, we, we've got to progress our game, progress our football economy and give our national teams the best chance of possible success. Because all these problems are suddenly coming home to roost for us. They manifest themselves in their most you know, ardent light at national team level because we're literally up against what all the other countries are doing with their football. And quite frankly, they're doing it a lot better than we are at the moment. Most of them anyway. A couple of quick ones before I let you go. You've got an FA, FFA Cup final Saturday to do. The Mariners up against the victory. Before I get to that, pretty special occasion happening tomorrow morning. We're going to be broadcasting it on our SEN app. Um, Ange Postacoglu gets a chance to, to stop the rot, what would be the greatest losing streak uh, in a Celtic v Rangers rivalry that is one of the most richest and most steeped in history of any football rivalry. Celtic v Rangers tomorrow morning. He wins and he gets up the top spot. It might be the biggest outside of national duties. It's maybe even bigger than that. It's probably the biggest game he's ever coached in in his life. Yeah, I mean, that's a fair point. Um, I mean, he's, he'd probably disagree and say I've coached in grand finals and World Cups and everything else. Um, but it's a big, big game. Yeah. And it's a, it's a potential statement game for Celtic because if they do win and they haven't beat Rangers in a, you know, a fair while, then they will take top spot. Rangers are just in a, a little bit of flux. They're not, you know, they're not dropped off a cliff, but they've lost Stephen Gerrard, Giovanni Van Bronckhorst is in charge. Ange Postacoglu has reshaped his squad very, very quickly already won the Scottish League Cup. If they can win the league this year, goodness me, Ange will be a hero. And we all know he's capable of doing it. Mm. Um, this is the acid test for him tomorrow. So huge game. Can't wait to see how he goes. FFA Cup final Saturday on Channel 10. You've got A-League games before that, but who's winning out of the Mariners and, and victory? And um, how have you seen the, the FFA tournament uh, in its completion just or just about to be completed? Well, the Cup, unfortunately, has, has been a victim in many ways of, of the pandemic this year. It's been very 
sort of stop start because games have been postponed and delayed and you know normally the, the final is done and dusted by the end of November and here we are in February and you know we've still not played the final so it, it's been difficult to get it done I, I'm pleased that it's going to be done I'm looking forward to Saturday uh, Amy Park is always a great place for big occasions like this personally I'd have loved to have seen it in Gosford uh, the Mariners mm. haven't won a trophy in nine years um, th- this is a huge occasion for them back on the big stage. I think they'd have packed the joint out. Victory, of course, they'll have a big crowd there as well, but they're used to hosting these occasions. Yep. That home advantage might just give Victory the edge, but the Mariners are you know, much improved over the last 12, 18 months. Alan Stajic started the job. Now Nick Montgomery has seemingly taken it on to a different level. So it'll be tight. Uh, I- I'd- I'm tipping Victory, but only just, and I wouldn't be surprised if the Mariners lifted the trophy. And sort of the football romantic in me sort of hopes they does in a way. Uh, Simon, it's always a pleasure when I get to have a chat to you. You're always so generous with your time, and I thank you for it. Uh, appreciate it again tonight. Cheers. Pleasure, Sam. Have a good week, mate. For logbook servicing you can rely on, you need to make the right choice. You need trained professionals who are fully qualified to service your car according to manufacturer's specifications. For real peace of mind and a nationwide warranty, book in or book online at repcoservice.com.